Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Argentina. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ Media Podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by The Sleep Channel on Spotify. Music for today's episode was provided by Gaia Symphony on Apple Music. Argentina, officially the Argentine Republic, is a country in the southern half of South America. Argentina covers an area of 2,780,400 square kilometers, 1,073,500 square miles, making it the second largest country in South America after Brazil, the fourth largest country in the Americas, and the eighth largest country in the world. It shares the bulk of the southern cone with Chile to the west, and is also bordered by Bolivia and Paraguay to the north. Brazil to the northeast, Uruguay and the South Atlantic Ocean to the east, and the Drake Passage to the south. Argentina is a federal state subdivided into 23 provinces and one autonomous city, which is the federal capital and largest city of the nation, Buenos Aires. The provinces and the capital have their own constitutions, but exist under a federal system. Argentina claims sovereignty over the Falkland Islands, South Georgia and the South Sandwich Islands, the Southern Patagonian Icefield, and a part of Antarctica. The earliest recorded human presence in modern-day Argentina dates back to the Paleolithic period. The Inca Empire expanded to the northwest of the country in pre-Columbian times. The country has its roots in Spanish colonization of the region during the 16th century. Argentina rose as the successor state of the Viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata, a Spanish overseas Viceroyalty founded in 1776. The Declaration and Fight for Independence 1810-1818 was followed by an extended civil war that lasted until 1861 culminating in the country's reorganization as a federation. The country thereafter enjoyed relative peace and stability with several waves of European immigration, mainly Italians and Spaniards, influencing its culture and demography. Following the death of President Juan Perón in 1974, his widow and Vice President Isabel Perón ascended to the presidency before being overthrown in 1976. The following military junta, which was supported by the United States, persecuted and murdered thousands of political critics, activists, and leftists in the Dirty War, a period of state terrorism and civil unrest that lasted until the election of Raul Alfonsín as president in 1983. Argentina is a regional power and retains its historic status as a middle power in international affairs. A major non-NATO ally of the United States, Argentina is a developing country with the second highest HDI, Human Development Index, in Latin America after Chile. It maintains the second largest economy in South America and is a member of G15 and G20. Argentina is also a founding member of the United Nations, World Bank, World Trade Organization, Mercosur, Community of Latin American and Caribbean States and the Organization of Ibero-American States. 
the description of the region by the word Argentina has been found on a Venetian map in 1536. In English, the name Argentina comes from the Spanish language, however, the naming itself is not Spanish, but Italian. Argentina, masculine Argentino, means an Italian, made, of silver, silver-colored, derived from the Latin Argentum for silver. In Italian, the adjective or the proper noun is often used in an autonomous way as a substantive and replaces it and it is said El Argentina. The name Argentina was probably first given by the Venetian and Genoese navigators, such as Giovanni Cabodo. In Spanish and Portuguese, the words for silver are respectively plata and prada and made of silver is platado and pratido, although argento for silver and argentado for covered in silver exist in Spanish. Argentina was first associated with the Silver Mountains legend, widespread among the first European explorers of the La Plata Basin. The first written use of the name in Spanish can be traced to La Argentina, a 1602 poem by Martín del Barco Centenario describing the region. Although Argentina was already in common usage by the 18th century, the country was formally named Viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata by the Spanish Empire and United Provinces of the Rio de la Plata after independence. The 1826 constitution included the first use of the name Argentine Republic in legal documents. The name Argentine Confederation was also commonly used and was formalized in the Argentine Constitution of 1853. In 1860, a presidential decree settled the country's name as Argentine Republic and that year's constitutional amendment ruled all the names since 1810 as legally valid. In English, the country was traditionally called the Argentine, mimicking the typical Spanish usage La Argentina and perhaps resulting from a mistaken shortening of the fuller name Argentine Republic. The Argentine fell out of fashion during the mid to late 20th century, and now the country is referred to as Argentina. The earliest traces of human life in the area now known as Argentina are dated from the Paleolithic period, with further traces in the Mesolithic and Neolithic. Until the period of European colonization, Argentina was relatively sparsely populated by a wide number of diverse cultures with different social organizations, which can be divided into three main groups. The first group are basic hunters and food gatherers without the development of pottery, such as the Selknam and Yagin in the extreme south. The second group are advanced hunters and food gatherers which include the Puelsh, Korandi and Serranos in the center east and the Tehuelche in the south, all of them conquered by the Mapuche spreading from Chile and the Kham and Wichi in the north. The last group are farmers with pottery like the Charua, Minuane and Guarani in the northeast with slash and burn semi-sedentary existence the advanced Diagida sedentary trading culture in the northwest, which was conquered by the Inca Empire around 1480, the Tokenot and Henia and Kamir in the country center, and the Horp in the center west, a culture that raised llama cattle and was strongly influenced by the Incas. Europeans first arrived in the region with the 1502 voyage of Amerigo Vespucci. The Spanish navigators Juan Diaz de Solis and Sebastian Cabot visited the territory that is now Argentina in 1516 and 1526, respectively. In 1536, Pedro de Mendoza founded the small settlement of Buenos Aires, which was abandoned in 1541. Further colonization efforts came from Paraguay establishing the governorate of the Rio de la Plata, Peru and Chile. Francisco de Aguirre founded Santiago del Estero in 1553. Londres was founded in 1558, Mendoza in 1561, San Juan 
1562, San Miguel de Tucumán in 1565. Juan de Garay founded Santa Fe in 1573 and the same year Geronimo Luis de Cabrera set up Córdoba. Garay went further south to refound Buenos Aires in 1580. San Luis was established in 1596. The Spanish Empire subordinated the economic potential of the Argentine territory to the immediate wealth of the silver and gold mines in Bolivia and Peru, and as such it became part of the Viceroyalty of Peru until the creation of the Viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata in 1776 with Buenos Aires as its capital. Buenos Aires repelled two ill-fated British invasions in 1806 and 1807. The ideas of the Age of Enlightenment and the example of the first Atlantic revolutions generated criticism of the absolutist monarchy that ruled the country. As in the rest of Spanish America, the overthrow of Ferdinand VII during the Peninsular War created great concern. Beginning a process from which Argentina was to emerge a successor state to the Viceroyalty, the 1810 May Revolution replaced the Viceroy Baltasar Hidalgo de Cisneros with the first junta, a new government in Buenos Aires made up from locals. In the first clashes of the independence war the junta crushed a royalist counter-revolution in Córdoba but failed to overcome those of the Banda Oriental, Upper Peru and Paraguay, which later became independent states. The French-Argentine Hippolyte Bouchard then brought his fleet to wage war against Spain overseas and attacked Spanish California, Spanish Peru and Spanish Philippines. He secured the allegiance of escaped Filipinos in San Blas who defected from the Spanish to join the Argentine Navy due to common Argentine and Philippine grievances against Spanish colonization. Jose de San Martin's brother, Juan Fermin de San Martin, was already in the Philippines and drumming up revolutionary fervor prior to this. At a later date, the Argentine sign of Inca origin, the son of May was adopted as a symbol by the Filipinos in the Philippine Revolution against Spain. He also secured the diplomatic recognition of Argentina from King Kamehameha, the first of the Kingdom of Hawaii. Historian Pacho O'Donnell affirms that Hawaii was the first state that recognized Argentina's independence. He was finally arrested in 1819 by Chilean patriots. Revolutionaries split into two antagonist groups the Centralists and the Federalists, a move that would define Argentina's first decades of independence. The Assembly of the Year 13 appointed Gervasio Antonio de Posadas as Argentina's first Supreme Director. On July 9, 1816, the Congress of Tucumán formalized the Declaration of Independence, which is now celebrated as Independence Day, a national holiday. One year later, General Martín Miguel de Guimes stopped royalists on the north and General José de San Martín he joined Bernardo O'Higgins and they led a combined army across the Andes and secured the independence of Chile. Then it was sent by O'Higgins' orders to the Spanish stronghold of Lima and proclaimed the independence of Peru. In 1819, Buenos Aires enacted a centralist constitution that was soon abrogated by federalists. Some of the most important figures of Argentine independence made a proposal known as the Inca Plan of 1816, which proposed that United Provinces of the Rio de la Plata, present Argentina, should be a monarchy led by a descendant of the Inca. Juan Bautista Tupac Amaru half-brother of Tupac Amaru II, was proposed as monarch. Some examples of those who supported this proposal were Manuel Belgrano, José de San Martín and Martín Miguel de Guimes. The Congress of Tucumán finally decided to reject the Inca plan, creating instead a republican, centralist state. The 1820 Battle of Sepita, 
fought between the Centralists and the Federalists resulted in the end of the Supreme Director rule. In 1826, Buenos Aires enacted another centralist constitution, with Bernardino Rivadavia being appointed as the first president of the country. However, the interior provinces soon rose against him, forced his resignation, and discarded the constitution. Centralists and federalists resumed the civil war, the latter prevailed and formed the Argentine Confederation in 1831, led by one Manuel de Rosas. During his regime he faced a French blockade, 1838-1840, the War of the Confederation, 1836-1839, and an Anglo-French blockade, 1845-1850, but remained undefeated and prevented further loss of national territory. His trade restriction policies, however, angered the interior provinces and in 1852 Justo José de another powerful Cadillo, beat him out of power. As the new president of the confederation, Arquiza enacted the liberal and federal 1853 constitution. Buenos Aires seceded but was forced back into the confederation after being defeated in the 1859 Battle of Sepita. Overpowering Urquiza in the 1861 Battle of Pavon, Bartolomé Mitre secured Buenos Aires' predominance and was elected as the first president of the reunified country. He was followed by Domingo Faustino Sarmiento and Nicolas Avellaneda. These three presidencies set up the basis of the modern Argentine state. Starting with Julio Argentino Roca in 1880, ten consecutive federal governments emphasized liberal economic policies. The massive wave of European immigration they promoted, second only to the United States, led to a near reinvention of Argentine society and economy that by 1908 had placed the country as the seventh wealthiest developed nation in the world. Driven by this immigration wave and decreasing mortality, the Argentine population grew fivefold and the economy fifteenfold. From 1870 to 1910, Argentina's wheat exports went from 100,000 to 2,500,000 t, 110,000 to 2,760,000 short tons per year, while frozen beef exports increased from 25,000 to 365,000 t, 28,000 to 402,000 short tons per year placing Argentina as one of the world's top five exporters. Its railway mileage rose from 503 to 31,104 kilometers, 313 to 19,327 miles. Fostered by a new public, compulsory, free and secular education system, literacy quickly increased from 22% to 65%, a level higher than most Latin American nations would reach even 50 years later. Furthermore, real GDP grew so fast that despite the huge immigration influx, per capita income between 1862 and 1920 went from 67% of developed country levels to 100%. In 1865, Argentina was already one of the top 25 nations by per capita income. By 1908, it had surpassed Denmark, Canada and the Netherlands to reach 7th place behind Switzerland, New Zealand, Australia, the United States, the United Kingdom and Belgium. Argentina's per capita income was 70% higher than Italy's, 90% higher than Spain's, 180% higher than Japan's and 400% higher than Brazil's. Despite these unique achievements, the country was slow to meet its original goals of industrialization after the steep development of capital-intensive local industries in the 1920s, a significant part of the manufacturing sector remained labor-intensive in the 1930s. Between 1878 and 1884, the so-called conquest of the desert occurred 
with the purpose of tripling the Argentine territory by means of the constant confrontations between natives and Criollos in the border and the appropriation of the indigenous territories. The first conquest consisted of a series of military incursions into the Pampa and Patagonian territories dominated by the indigenous peoples, distributing them among the members of the Sociedad Rural Argentina financiers of the expeditions. The conquest of Chaco lasted up to the end of the century since its full ownership of the national economic system only took place when the mere extraction of wood and tannin was replaced by the production of cotton. The Argentine government considered indigenous people as inferior beings without the same rights as Criollos and Europeans. In 1912, President Roque Sainz Pena enacted universal and secret male suffrage, which allowed Hippolito Urgoyen, leader of the Radical Civic Union, or UCR, to win the 1916 election. He enacted social and economic reforms and extended assistance to small farms and businesses. Argentina stayed neutral during World War I. The second administration of Uruguayan faced an economic crisis precipitated by the Great Depression. In 1930, Uruguayan was ousted from power by the military led by José Félix Uribeiro. Although Argentina remained among the 15 richest countries until mid-century, this coup d'état marks the start of the steady economic and social decline that pushed the country back into underdevelopment. Uribeiro ruled for two years, then Augustin Pedro Justo was elected in a fraudulent election and signed a controversial treaty with the United Kingdom. Argentina stayed neutral during World War II, a decision that had full British support but was rejected by the United States after the attack on Pearl Harbor. In 1943, a military coup d'etat led by General Arturo Rawson toppled the democratically elected government of Ramon Castillo. Under pressure from the United States, later Argentina declared war on the Axis powers on March 27, 1945, roughly a month before the end of World War II in Europe. During the Rawson dictatorship, a relatively unknown military colonel named Juan Perón was named head of the Labor Department. Perón quickly managed to climb the political ladder, being named Minister of Defense by 1944. Being perceived as a political threat by rivals in the military and the conservative camp, he was forced to resign in 1945 and was arrested days later. He was finally released under mounting pressure from both his base and several allied unions. He would later become president after a landslide victory over the UCR in the 1946 general election as the laborious candidate. The Labour Party, later renamed Justicialist Party, the most powerful and influential party in Argentine history, came into power with the rise of Juan Perón to the presidency in 1946. He nationalized strategic industries and services, improved wages and working conditions, paid the full external debt and claimed he achieved nearly full employment. He pushed Congress to enact women's suffrage in 1947 and developed a system of social assistance for the most vulnerable sectors of society. The economy began to decline in 1950 due in part to government expenditures and the protectionist economic policies. He also engaged in a campaign of political suppression. Anyone who was perceived to be a political dissident or potential rival was subject to threats physical violence and harassment. The Argentine intelligentsia, the middle class, university students and professors were seen as particularly troublesome. Perón fired over 2,000 university professors and faculty members from all major public education institutions. 
Perón tried to bring most trade and labor unions under his thumb, regularly resorting to violence when needed. For instance, the Meatpackers Union leader, Cipriano Reyes, organized strikes in protest against the government after elected labor movement officials were forcefully replaced by Peronist puppets from the Peronist party. Reyes was soon arrested on charges of terrorism, though the allegations were never substantiated. Reyes, who was never formally charged, was tortured in prison for five years and only released after the regime's downfall in 1955. Perón managed to get re-elected in 1951. His wife, Eva Perón, who played a critical role in the party, died of cancer in 1952. As the economy continued to tank, Perón started losing popular support and came to be seen as a threat to the national process. The Navy took advantage of Perón's withering political power and bombed the Plaza de Mayo in 1955. Perón survived the attack, but a few months later, during the liberating revolution coup, he was deposed and went into exile in Spain. The new head of state, Pedro Eugenio Aramburu, proscribed Peronism and banned the party from any future elections. Arturo Frondizi from the UCR won the 1958 general election. He encouraged investment to achieve energetic and industrial self-sufficiency, reversed a chronic trade deficit and lifted the ban on Peronism, yet his efforts to stay on good terms with both the Peronists and the military earned him the rejection of both and a new coup forced him out. Amidst the political turmoil, Senate leader Jose Maria Guido reacted swiftly and applied anti-power vacuum legislation, ascending to the presidency himself, elections were repealed and Peronism was prohibited once again. Arturo Ilia was elected in 1963 and led an increase in prosperity across the board, however he was overthrown in 1966 by another military coup d'etat led by General Juan Carlos Anguania in the self-proclaimed Argentine Revolution, creating a new military government that sought to rule indefinitely. Following several years of military rule, Alejandro Agustin Lanús was appointed president by the military junta in 1971. Under increasing political pressure for the return of democracy, Lanús called for elections in 1973. Perón was banned from running but the Peronist party was allowed to participate. The presidential elections were won by Perón's surrogate candidate, Hector Campora, a left-wing Peronist who took office on May 25, 1973. A month later, in June, Perón returned from Spain. One of Campora's first presidential actions was to grant amnesty to members of organizations that had carried out political assassinations and terrorist attacks and to those who had been tried and sentenced to prison by judges. Campora's months-long tenure in government was beset by political and social unrest. Over 600 social conflicts, strikes, and factory occupations took place within a single month. Even though far-left terrorist organizations had suspended their armed struggle, their joining with the participatory democracy process was interpreted as a direct threat by the Peronist right-wing faction. Amid a state of political, social, and economic upheaval, Campora and Vice President Vicente Solano Lima resigned in July 1973, calling for new elections, but this time with Perón as the Justicialist Party nominee. Perón won the election with his wife Isabel Perón as Vice President. Perón's third term was marked by escalating conflict between left and right-wing factions within the Peronist party, as well as the return of armed terror guerrilla groups like the Guevarist ERP, leftist Peronist Montaneros, and the state-backed far-right AAA. 
After a series of heart attacks and signs of pneumonia in 1974, Perón's health deteriorated quickly. He suffered a final heart attack on Monday, July 1, 1974, and died at 13.15. He was 78 years old. After his death, Isabel Perón, his wife and vice president, succeeded him in office. During her presidency, a military junta, along with the Peronists' far-right fascist faction, once again became the de facto head of state. Isabel Perón served as president of Argentina from 1974 until 1976, when she was ousted by the military. Her short presidency was marked by the collapse of Argentine political and social systems, leading to a constitutional crisis that paved the way for a decade of instability, left-wing terrorist guerrilla attacks, and state-sponsored terrorism. The Dirty War, Spanish, Guerra Sucia, was part of Operation Condor, which included the participation of other right-wing dictatorships in the Southern Cone. The Dirty War involved state terrorism in Argentina and elsewhere in the Southern Cone against political dissidents, with military and security forces employing urban and rural violence against left-wing guerrillas, political dissidents, and anyone believed to be associated with socialism or somehow contrary to the neoliberal economic policies of the regime. Victims of the violence in Argentina alone included an estimated 15,000 to 30,000 left-wing activists and militants, including trade unionists, students, journalists, Marxists, Peronist guerrillas, and alleged sympathizers. Most of the victims were casualties of state terrorism. The opposing guerrillas' victims numbered nearly 500 to 540 military and police officials and up to 230 civilians. Argentina received technical support and military aid from the United States government during the Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, and Reagan administrations. The exact chronology of the repression is still debated Yet the roots of the long political war may have started in 1969 when trade unionists were targeted for assassination by Peronist and Marxist paramilitaries. Individual cases of state-sponsored terrorism against Peronism and the left can be traced back even further to the bombing of Plaza de Mayo in 1955. The Trelu massacre of 1972 the actions of the Argentine Anti-Communist Alliance commencing in 1973 and Isabel Perón's annihilation decrees against left-wing guerrillas during Operativo Independencia, Operation Independence, in 1975 are also possible events signaling the beginning of the Dirty War. Anguinia shut down Congress, banned all political parties, and dismantled student and worker unions. In 1969, popular discontent led to two massive protests, the Cordobazo and the Rosariazo. The terrorist guerrilla organization Montaneros kidnapped and executed Aramburu. The newly chosen head of government, Alejandro Agustin Lanús, seeking to ease the growing political pressure, allowed Hector José Campora to become the Peronist candidate instead of Perón. Campora won the March 1973 election, issued pardons for condemned guerrilla members, and then secured Perón's return from his exile in Spain. On the day Perón returned to Argentina, the clash between Peronist internal factions, right-wing union leaders and left-wing youth from the Montaneros resulted in the Isaiza massacre. Overwhelmed by political violence, Campora resigned and Perón won the following September 1973 election with his third wife Isabel as vice president. He expelled Montaneros from the party and they became once again a clandestine organization. José López Rica organized the Argentine Anti-Communist Alliance, AAA, 
to fight against them and the People's Revolutionary Army, ERP. Perón died in July 1974 and was succeeded by his wife, who signed a secret decree empowering the military and the police to annihilate the left-wing subversion, stopping ERP's attempt to start a rural insurgence in Tucumán province. Isabel Perón was ousted one year later by a junta of the combined armed forces led by Army General Jorge Rafael Vadila. They initiated the national reorganization process, often shortened to Preciso. The Preciso shut down Congress, removed the judges on the Supreme Court, banned political parties and unions, and resorted to employing the forced disappearance of suspected guerrilla members, including individuals suspected of being associated with the left wing. By the end of 1976, the Montaneros had lost nearly 2,000 members and by 1977, the ERP was completely subdued. Nevertheless, the severely weakened Montaneros launched a counterattack in 1979, which was quickly put down, effectively ending the guerrilla threat and securing the Junta's position in power. In 1977, Argentina set up a military base on the uninhabited British South Sandwich Islands in the South Atlantic Ocean. In March 1982, an Argentine force took control of the British territory of South Georgia and, on April 2nd, Argentina invaded the Falkland Islands. The United Kingdom quickly dispatched a task force to regain possession. After a short, bloody conflict, Argentina surrendered on June 14th and its forces were sent home. Street riots in Buenos Aires followed the humiliating defeat and the military leadership stood down. Reynaldo Bignan replaced Galtieri and began to organize the transition to democratic governance. Raul Alfonsín won the 1983 elections campaigning for the prosecution of those responsible for human rights violations during the Preciso, the trial of the Gentes and other martial courts sentenced all the coup's leaders but, under military pressure, he also enacted the full stop and do obedience laws, which halted prosecutions further down the chain of command. The worsening economic crisis and hyperinflation reduced his popular support and the Peronist Carlos Menem won the 1989 election. Soon after, riots forced Alfonsin to an early resignation. Menem embraced and enacted neoliberal policies, a fixed exchange rate, business deregulation, privatizations, and the dismantling of protectionist barriers normalized the economy in the short term. He pardoned the officers who had been sentenced during Alfonsin's government. The 1994 constitutional amendment allowed Menem to be elected for a second term. With the economy beginning to decline in 1995, and with increasing unemployment and recession, the UCR, led by Fernando de la Rua, returned to the presidency in the 1999 elections. De la Rua left Menem's economic plan in effect despite the worsening crisis, which led to growing social discontent. Massive capital flight from the country was responded to with a freezing of bank accounts, generating further turmoil. The December 2001 riots forced him to resign. Congress appointed Eduardo Duhalde as acting president, who revoked the fixed exchange rate established by Menem, causing many working and middle-class Argentines to lose a significant portion of their savings. By late 2002, the economic crisis began to recede, but the assassination of two paqueteros by the police caused political unrest prompting Duhalde to move elections forward. Nestor Kirchner was elected as the new president. On May 26, 2003, he was sworn in. Boosting the neo-Keynesian economic policies laid by Duhalde, Kirchner ended the economic crisis attaining significant fiscal and trade surpluses, 
and rapid GDP growth. Under his administration, Argentina restructured its defaulted debt with an unprecedented discount of about 70% on most bonds, paid off debts with the International Monetary Fund, purged the military of officers with dubious human rights records, nullified and voided the full stop and do obedience laws, ruled them as unconstitutional, and resumed legal prosecution of the Hunt's crimes. He did not run for re-election, promoting instead the candidacy of his wife, Senator Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, who was elected in 2007 and subsequently re-elected in 2011. Fernandez de Kirchner's administration established positive foreign relations with countries with questionable human rights records, including Venezuela, Iran, and Cuba, while at the same time relations with the United States and the United Kingdom became increasingly strained. By 2015, the Argentine GDP grew by 2.7% and real incomes had risen over 50% since the post-Menomera. Despite these economic gains and increased renewable energy production and subsidies, the overall economy had been sluggish since 2011. On November 22, 2015, after a tie in the first round of presidential elections on October 25, center-right coalition candidate Mauricio Macri won the first ballotage in Argentina's history, beating front for victory candidate Daniel Scioli and becoming president-elect. Macri was the first democratically elected non-Peronist president since 1916 that managed to complete his term in office without being overthrown. He took office on December 10, 2015 and inherited an economy with a high inflation rate and in a poor shape. In April 2016, the Macri government introduced neoliberal austerity measures intended to tackle inflation and overblown public deficits. Under Macri's administration, economic recovery remained elusive with GDP shrinking 3.4%, inflation totaling 240%, billions of US dollars issued in sovereign debt, and mass poverty increasing by the end of his term. He ran for re-election in 2019 but lost by nearly 8 percentage points to Alberto Fernandez, the Justicialist Party candidate. President Alberto Fernandez and Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner took office in December 2019, just months before the COVID-19 pandemic hit Argentina and among accusations of corruption, bribery and misuse of public funds during Nestor and Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner's presidencies. On November 14, 2021, the center-left coalition of Argentina's ruling Peronist party, Frente de Todos, Front for Everyone, lost its majority in Congress for the first time in almost 40 years in midterm legislative elections. The election victory of the center-right coalition, Juntos por el Cambio, Together for Change, limited President Alberto Fernandez's power during his final two years in office. Losing control of the Senate made it difficult for him to make key appointments, including to the judiciary. It also forced him to negotiate with the opposition every initiative he sends to the legislature. In April 2023, President Alberto Fernandez announced that he will not seek re-election in the next presidential election. The November 19, 2023 election runoff vote ended in a win for libertarian outsider Javier Maliai with close to 56% of the vote against 44% of the ruling coalition candidate Sergio Massa. On December 10, 2023, Javier Maliai was sworn in as the new president of Argentina. With a mainland surface area of 2,780,400 square kilometers, 1,073,518 square miles, Argentina is located in southern South America, 
sharing land borders with Chile across the Andes to the west, Bolivia and Paraguay to the north, Brazil to the northeast, Uruguay and the South Atlantic Ocean to the east, and the Drake Passage to the south, for an overall land border length of 9,376 kilometers, 5,826 miles. Its coastal border over the Rio de la Plata and South Atlantic Ocean is 5,117 kilometers, 3,180 miles long. Argentina's highest point is Aconcagua in the Mendoza province, 6,959 meters, 22,831 feet above sea level, also the highest point in the southern and western hemispheres. The lowest point is Laguna del Carbon in the San Julian Great Depression Santa Cruz province, minus 105 meters, minus 344 feet below sea level, also the lowest point in the southern and western hemispheres, and the seventh lowest point on Earth. The northernmost point is at the confluence of the Grande de San Juan and Mojanit rivers in Juju province. The southernmost is Cape San Pio in Tierra del Fuego province. The easternmost is northeast of Bernardo de Aragoyen, Misiones, and the westernmost is within Laos. Glaciers National Park in Santa Cruz province. The maximum north-south distance is 3,694 kilometers, 2,295 miles, while the maximum east West one is 1,423 kilometers, 884 miles. Some of the major rivers are the Parana, Uruguay, which join to form the Rio de la Plata, Paraguay, Salado, Negro, Santa Cruz, Pilcomayo, Bermejo, and Colorado. These rivers are discharged into the Argentine Sea, the shallow area of the Atlantic Ocean over the Argentine Shelf an unusually wide continental platform. Its waters are influenced by two major ocean currents, the warm Brazil current and the cold Falklands current. Argentina is one of the most biodiverse countries in the world hosting one of the greatest ecosystem varieties in the world, 15 continental zones, two marine zones, and the Antarctic region are all represented in its territory. This huge ecosystem variety has led to a biological diversity that is among the world's largest, 9,372 catalogued vascular plant species, ranked 24th, 1,038 catalogued bird species, ranked 14th, 375 catalogued mammal species, ranked 12th, 338 catalogued reptilian species, ranked 16th, and 162 catalogued amphibian species, ranked 19th. The original pampa had virtually no trees. Some imported species like the American sycamore or eucalyptus are present along roads or in towns and country estates, estancias. The only tree-like plant native to the pampa is the evergreen ombu. The surface soils of the pampa are a deep black color, primarily mollisols, known commonly as humus. This makes the region one of the most agriculturally productive on Earth, however, this is also responsible for decimating much of the original ecosystem to make way for commercial agriculture. The western pampas receive less rainfall, this dry pampa is a plain of short grasses or steppe. The national parks of Argentina make up a network of 35 national parks in Argentina. The parks cover a very varied set of terrains and biotopes, from Bear to National Park on the northern border with Bolivia to Tierra del Fuego National Park in the far south of the continent. The Administration de Parques Nacionales National Parks Administration is the agency that preserves and manages these national parks along with natural monuments and national reserves within the country. Argentina had a 2018 Forest Landscape Integrity Index mean score of 7.21 out of 10, 
ranking it 47th globally out of 172 countries. In general, Argentina has four main climate types, warm, moderate, arid, and cold, all determined by the expanse across latitude, range in altitude, and relief features. Although the most populated areas are generally temperate, Argentina has an exceptional amount of climate diversity, ranging from subtropical in the north to polar in the far south. Consequently, there is a wide variety of biomes in the country, including subtropical rainforests, semi-arid and arid regions, temperate plains in the Pampas, and cold subantarctic in the south. The average annual precipitation ranges from 150 millimeters, 6 in, in the driest parts of Patagonia to over 2,000 millimeters, 79 in, in the westernmost parts of Patagonia and the northeastern parts of the country. Mean annual temperatures range from 5 degrees Celsius 41 degrees Fahrenheit in the far south to 25 degrees Celsius 77 degrees Fahrenheit in the north. Major wind currents include the cool Pampero winds blowing on the flat plains of Patagonia and the Pampas. Following the cold front, warm currents blow from the north in middle and late winter, creating mild conditions. The Sudestada usually moderates cold temperatures but brings very heavy rains, rough seas, and coastal flooding. It is most common in late autumn and winter along the central coast and in the Rio de la Plata estuary. The Zonda, a hot dry wind, affects Cuyo and the central pampas. Squeezed of all moisture during the 6,000 meters, 19,685 feet, descent from the Andes, Zonda winds can blow for hours with gusts up to 120 kilometers per hour, 75 miles per hour, fueling wildfires and causing damage. Between June and November, when the Zonda blows, snowstorms and blizzard, Viento Blanco, conditions usually affect higher elevations. Climate change in Argentina is predicted to have significant effects on the living conditions in Argentina. 30. The climate of Argentina is changing with regards to precipitation patterns and temperatures. The highest increases in precipitation from the period 1960 to 2010 have occurred in the eastern parts of the country. The increase in precipitation has led to more variability in precipitation from year to year in the northern parts of the country with a higher risk of prolonged droughts disfavoring agriculture in these regions. In the 20th century, Argentina experienced significant political turmoil and democratic reversals. Between 1930 and 1976, the armed forces overthrew six governments in Argentina, and the country alternated periods of democracy 1912 to 1930, 1946 to 1955, and 1973 to 1976 with periods of restricted democracy and military rule. Following a transition that began in 1983, full-scale democracy in Argentina was re-established. Argentina's democracy endured through the 2001-02 crisis and to the present day. It is regarded as more robust than both its pre-1983 predecessors and other democracies in Latin America. According to the VDEM Democracy Indices, Argentina is 2023 the second most electoral democratic country in Latin America.